Welcome to A Community on the Move, the story of Active Atumwa. Active Atumwa is a community-based research project that encourages all adults to be more active. Atumwa community members and the University of Iowa use the latest research to design this project. The research project for Active Atumwa has concluded, but the Active Atumwa program continues under the leadership of Hy-Vee of Atumwa and with the positive support of community organizations. In this series, we're learning from people involved in the project about what worked well, what they learned along the way, and the impact Active Atumwa had on the community. Over the next 10 episodes, we will talk about many aspects of the Active Atumwa project to learn about the successes, challenges, lessons learned, pride, and humility that went into this project. My name is Hannah Schultz, and I am the host for this series, and I'm learning about this program along with you. I work at the University of Iowa College of Public Health, but have not been affiliated with Active Atumwa until we started planning this podcast series. Working on this series has been a joy. I've been impressed every step of the way by the passion, commitment, dedication, and persistence of all involved in this project, and I am very excited to share this with you. One of the many reasons I've been impressed by this project and I'm so excited to share it with you is the active participation and inclusion of people representing many different communities, organizations, and interests in Atumwa. The focus of Active Atumwa was on physical activity, which came out of a community survey highlighting that this was a need for the community. The project used community resources to promote and support active living and physical activity across the community. We are lucky to be joined by Becky Buckland, Sandy Berto, Becky Gravy, Lula Rose, Barbara Baccaro for another episode of Active Atumwa Community on the Move. Becky Buckland works with the Prevention Research Center at the University of Iowa College of Public Health. She is the project manager for Active Atumwa. Sandy Berto was the field coordinator of activities of Active Atumwa on the ground in Atumwa. Barbara Vaccaro was with the Prevention Research Center when the project began and was the director of the project for four and a half years. She's now at the University of Washington School of Public Health. We are grateful to have these guests join us today and talk about the early days of planning and implementing the project. And we also have two people from Atumwa that got engaged with the project in Atumwa. So Becky Gravy is a Hy-Vee dietitian, and she's the new field coordinator leading active Atumwa activities. Lula Rose was very engaged in Active Atumwa as a physical activity leader. She led water walking and has found ways to stay active in a socially distant way throughout the COVID-19 pandemic. We're now in our seventh episode of this Active Atumwa series. We've talked about the science of community-based participatory research, community advisory boards, physical activity leaders, spreading the word, and a whole lot more. Today, we're going to talk about the importance of community engagement and community ownership of the project. We're starting today's conversation with Dr. Baccaro. We're talking about the early engagement with Atemwa. Several times throughout this series, we've mentioned that the researchers from the Prevention Research Center were getting to know Atemwa and its people for quite a while before the project started. I really wanted to dive into that a bit more. So to start today's conversation, I asked Barbara how that early engagement impacted Active Atumwa's success and how the relationships changed once the intervention stage of the program began. I definitely think that um, our relationships and in building our relationships um, way before we were funded uh, made a huge difference. Like we mentioned, I think maybe in episode one, 
um, we built and designed the idea of Activa Tamwa together, right, with our community partners. And I think that that had a lot of a lot to do with um, the success, but also feeling the ownership and 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 knowing that this was something that we have done together, but also reflected the values and the um, the needs of the community. Um, so I think that that was really important. I think another piece that it makes to me made made a, a big difference is is sort of um, for for the community to see our sort of commitment to to the cause, right? Like we we were there before the grant, we wrote the grant together, and, and it's sort of, it's a bidding process, right? So in in based based on the science, on the available funding, and all that stuff, right? So it wasn't a hundred percent sure that we were gonna get it, but from from the beginning, from the planning, we were committed to do the work, right? So um, we tried to make sure to remind the, our partners that um, if we weren't getting, you know, if for some reason we didn't get the funding, we were going to pursue funding by other means to do the work, right? And I think that that was something that that, that was important. Um, and, and it was definitely true. We were fortunate um, to to receive the funding and move on. To the second part of your question, I think it definitely changed the relationship. Um, and, and I think it became stronger, right? And, and, and evolve over time. It, just, it didn't necessarily just happen after we received the, the award um, and then, you know, it was great and kept going great. But I, I think, it, you know, every year sort of change and, and grow as relationships do, right? Um, but I think it's sort of seeing the funding, seeing that, for example, when we actually had an office, you know, in like an actual physical space, you know, if it was another, another way to demonstrate that our commitment, but also our... Um, are sort of the mission and sort of speaking to what we were act, acting on what we were saying that we were going to do. So it definitely made it more clear, more sort of concrete, I think, in many ways. Um, and it helped us to, to get going, right? Like we had the funding now, so we've got to do the work. So I think it did, it did change um, for better um, and, and it, it growed over time. I think one piece that is also important in terms of the involvement of the university and the College of Public Health in, from, from Iowa is that it, it wasn't one person, right? I was there and it was one of the members, but it really is a team effort, right? It, it's Becky, it's Becky Backlin, it was Edith Parker, our, our, our dean now, the dean of the college. So it's many of us represent, right? It's not just, it's not one person, but it's really the idea and the institution, which I think is also makes that relationship stronger, hopefully. It was really important to build relationships, but I think a huge piece was just the mass number of relationships that we were able to build with organizations throughout the community. So we started out with this cab of about 10 organizations, and they stayed with us this whole time um, throughout the entire project, and they're still involved today. But also, over time, we actually ended up getting support from over 80 organizations throughout the Tumwa community, which is a pretty big number. Um, and that continued to grow. And a lot of that was through the efforts of Sandy. And actually, Lou, I know you were a big part of that, too. Um, she was one of our physical activity leaders who really was a huge advocate um, for the program. Basically, Sandy and Lou are the people that if anybody even started talking to them about something, Tumwa would come up and they would try to enlist support. For the program so we couldn't have made those relationships with that massive number of organizations throughout the community without their like constant um support and their constant their constant love of the program really showing through to these community organizations 
I think also what's really important is just to believe in what you're doing. I think the and, and not to be afraid to reach out to different community organizations. Um, I found that the more I reached out to the community, the more the community reached back to me to be able to come and present at different organizations, um, such as the Lions Group, um, United Way, um, the local hospitals, cardiac fairs, which is one place where Becky Gravy and I first met and did several of them together because the whole idea of nutrition and physical health just goes hand in hand. I also think that if you set realistic goals for the PALS and for the different organizations for their input and participation into a program like Active Atumwa and say, we don't expect you to be Michael Phelps. We just want you to come to water walking, just be more active. We don't need you to run marathons or sprints. Just come join our walking group. And you would be surprised when people are asked, when people are acknowledged, when people are recognized of their contribution to their own community, a surprising amount of people said yes. And Mary Lou was one who utilized her history in Atumwa as a mail carrier, faithfully delivering the mail, but reached out and found um, the pool for us to initiate the water walking. And that was a struggle um, just because there's liability issues and people want to charge. And the whole premise of Active Atumwa is to encourage people to do things that don't cost a lot of money, especially because Atumwa um, is a rural, um, lower income area. And the no cost was also a very big factor in people participating in Active Atumwa. And Mary Lou was one of the most active, active Atum ones. In fact, I think she received a couple of awards at our PALS dinner. Sandy just talked a bit about the physical activity leaders, which we often call PALS, and community advisory board, which we call the CAB. Throughout the past six episodes, we've heard a lot about how important these groups were in providing input, classes, advice, relationships, you name it. I was curious, though, what sort of support they received from Sandy and the research team and how those relationships changed as Active Atumwa took flight and became more embedded in the community. I think most importantly was the ability to say to a physical activity leader, what would you like to do? Not everybody wants to lead yoga. Not everybody wants to do walking groups. Um, nobody wants, not everyone wants to do Tai Chi. So I think it's really important that you say, what would you like to do? How would you like to help Active Atumwa? And when there's ownership, I think it just makes that passion to encourage to do what you want to do to reach out to other people. And I think that's the really big way that the participation numbers really reached a, an all-time high. I mean, we had an 89-year-old lady come to Tai Chi 
it was only because her daughter came to Tai Chi. As a pal, in the very beginning, and this was before any of these people were here, it was a little more difficult because you didn't get a whole lot of guidance. I really think that once um, Sandy and especially uh, uh, Dr. Baccaro, they really made a personal connection, which then makes, you know, I don't want to call it the business end of it, but it just made it so much easier once you had that personal connection. You knew you could just pick up the phone if you needed help with something. Um, I don't go into specifics, but if just something's difficult or, or you're having a hard time, you know, connecting with somebody, they gave the best advice. They just, they were terrific and very supportive. And um, I was originally just trying to get, you know, women my age. And I ended up with from 16 to, oh gosh, I don't want to spill his age, but I want to say 80 uh, year olds, both sexes. And we're in swimming suits and we're in a pool. That's not comfortable for everyone, but we made it comfortable. Just kept encouraging people. Like we had a lady who could not swim. She wanted to do it, but she could not swim. I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to swim. We're in water that's hip deep. I'll put a life preserver on you. By the end of it, she was swimming. I got her floating. It was unbelievable how excited she was that she could float and was so excited to go on a trip with her husband and she was on an inner tube and she got off the inner tube and floated and came back just absolutely busting that she was able to do that from doing water walking and water aerobics. It was phenomenal. And she then carried on the program when I had a car accident and I couldn't do it. And she was leading her little group of women. I'm, I was so proud of her. It brought so much to that community what we did. I know it's just a little thing, but I mean, there was one point where we had 24 people in the pool. Yeah. On, it was crazy. Who would think I could lead 24 people, but I did. <laughs> Becky Gravy brought up the existence of road groups, which is a great impact of the program. But as Becky Buckland explains, it also makes it hard to evaluate the program, which is challenging when you're doing a research project. Active Atumwa um, activities have then spun off into other networks of groups that no longer have a specific advertised um, time frame to meet, uh, but they're now meeting on their own and have the support of their friends or peers that they've met and are continuing to do activity on their own because that is that's huge that's what it's all about to get people physically active and continuing to exercise beyond the scope of active atomic i will say so that's actually really hard for us to measure so in all the numbers that we have for active atomic some things we just there's so much we can't measure and like the thing what lou was just mentioning i had no idea that these things were <laughs> happening as a result of the social networks that Active Atoma did put together, but those are things as researchers, we may never know the true impact of what investing in these communities and like bringing these communities together around an issue like physical activity, what the ripple effects of something like that can be um, for the long term. And so I think that that's great. I love hearing stories from people in Atoma. Who would think I could lead that is just such an empowering comment from Lou. For now, we're going to zoom out a bit, and Barbara is going to talk to us about the core elements of the project. Given the dedication so many of our guests and the Atumwa community have to Active Atumwa, 
it can be easy to forget that this was a research project, which I think speaks to the strength of the study design and to the strength of the community. But it was a research project, and Active IOL will also be a research project, so it's really important that we hear about the design. The core projects, um, the core components of Active Atambo are, are people like Mary Lou, which is great, great to see you. Whatever, I don't know if you're going to use this, but it's good to see you. Um, and, and Sandy, right, and, and, and Becky, and, and, the other, and all the Beckys, right, in terms of um, being that, that gives flavor and gives, you know, sort of context and, 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 um, and make it real for the community, right? I, I think what we provide as a sort of researchers and, and faculty from the university is trying to put forward the best strategies, really. So it's a, it's a three buckets of strategies that we know um, sort of work to promote um, activity and, and get people like some of the, the members that Mary Lou mentioned to at least try it, right? So sort of that, that kind of support, having the, the, the support of, of, of funding or, or showing up and, and doing the work, right? But it's really just to, to create those opportunities where people feel more comfortable doing it, that they, they, you know, sort of, to me, that sounds like a spark, right? Like that, that little thing that sort of uh, initiates and then people feel more comfortable um, then try it the next time, right? Um, and that's, for example, exactly what I, I saw happening in, in the water aerobics um, group, right? In terms of, of, of the strategies that we put forward, um, there were three buckets, right? There were the, the informational piece, sort of getting the word out there for people to know this is Active Atamwa. Everybody can be active. It doesn't have to be runners, you know, and that's one something that our, our advisory board was very clear from the beginning to and, and guide us in that process. Like we don't want to portray the program or promote the program as this is for people that can already run. All right, we're not running marathons. Nobody's gonna sweat, <laughs> break a sweat in the middle of the day, right? But it's it's for everybody. Be inclusive and and especially if with anything the intention was to bring those that felt the least comfortable, right, in the community doing it outside or or participating with others. And feeling like they can they can move right so we wanted to bring everybody into the program so we use many different sort of activities and strategies to to get the word out there so if they saw the the green t-shirts they knew what what was about um and so they can ask they can ask uh, sandy as well right so she can then give them all the information um and then the other piece was the other bucket is is sort of the support that happened at the individual and in, uh, at the group level, right? Which is that's when the physical activity leaders became so important. That's, that's the core, the heart of Active Atama, right? These natural leaders, these leaders already in the community that were uh, trusted members of the community that people already knew. And if they say, hey, my, Mary Lou is doing water aerobics, I'll try because I, I like her because I believe her because I, I see her and, 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 and I know that she's not gonna leave me wrong, right? So, and then for us was to sort of support the physical activity leaders through Sandy and, and, and other resources to make sure that they also felt comfortable doing the work, right? Sometimes um, these natural leaders, these, these leaders in the community uh, do the work, but they don't see themselves as such, right? And sort of how do we uplift their, their presence and, 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 and their value in the community so they feel comfortable and then, but also continue doing the work, right? And then sort of just sort of spreading the word out and, and getting more and more people, right? Um, and I think that is the other piece that is, is so exciting and it worked, right? Based on the evidence, it did work in, in Atamwa where, you know, sort of like same, 
Mary, Mary Lou found us and we were able to, to work with her and, and support her to do the wire aerobics. And then her group, she created other, you know, sort of she found other natural leaders and other physical activity leaders in the group and they expanded and expanded, right? So it was almost like, I hate to use the, the analogy of the infection because it's not the right time to use that. So find another one. Um, but really that's sort of how, how it sort of spread, right? Throughout the community. Um, and then the last piece was sort of being involved and, and paying attention to what's happening at the environment level, right? So for example, making sure that we have more organizations that would, you know, uh, allow us to use their physical space, um, work with uh, trails and parks to make sure that maybe we can connect Active Atamba to the already physical uh, and the built environment that was changing and growing in the community, right? So those three things were important. Um, making sure people knew about the program, making sure that they felt supported and welcome in the activities at the interpersonal level, and then having a physical environment that allowed people to do the activities, right? Um, so those sort of like the three main components. It took different shapes and forms in, a, in, in, a, in Atambua, and that's also the beauty of, of Active Atambua, right? In terms of um, being okay with whatever version the community wanted to do and trusting that that was going to work, right? As long as we could, um, you know, continue supporting the interpersonal relationships and doing the communication campaigns at the, at the sort of larger level, but it was really the flavor in, in, in for us, um, trusting that the, the community members and the physical activities leader knew better about how to go about that. Um, what's really important. One last thing that I say, I don't know if this can be used, um, is that it was also very intentional not to have, and maybe we have said this before, not to have one kind of physical activity that we promoted. That was critical from the design time, even before we got the grant, right? Many of these programs is all about club, uh, walking clubs or all about Zumbas or all about, you know, whatever. Here, and that's what was harder at the beginning for us because when we identified these natural leaders, like, what do you want to do? And they were like, what are you talking about, right? They, they were waiting for more instructions. And it was like, we don't want to tell you what activity you want to do, right? And so, again, I think also Mary Lou was so awesome, you know, she came from, from, from the skies because we're like, this is exactly what we need to replicate, right? Like, she had an idea, we went with her, we followed her blindly into the pool and it's like we're gonna make this work right um and it did and but we trusted that that was you know we believed that that was maybe the way we should do it and it worked so um so that was also important because again we didn't want to prescribe the kind of activity it was more about sort of implementing these larger strategies um and it took it took sort of some trust and faith that we could, could do the work and, and it worked over time so um i think that's also something that um, we learn from the process. We have mentioned that the research team is pulling out of Otumwa, but Active Otumwa will continue on under the leadership of Becky Gravy at Hybe. Becky talked to us a bit about what the program will look like in the future and what elements may be changing. A quick note, she mentions that things were on pause for the last few months. We recorded this interview in the summer of 2020, so we were still very early in the COVID-19 pandemic. It's still evolving, actually, as I kind of got a really good start on leading the program. And then the last few months, we've had to kind of put everything on pause. And, um, I, you know, I feel like there's going to take a little bit of effort to get that uh, nudged and going again. Um, but there'll be a combination of trying to 
keep everything going that's worked very well the last few years and integrating that in with some of the things that I already do. I think that's what makes it a really good fit for me as a high V dietitian is that my mantra, my, my goal is to help people leave, you know, lead easier, healthier, happier lives. And, um, and so a lot of what I'm already doing fits very well with active Atumwa and, you know, I can kind of use that as a launching pad um, to promote some of my programs while keeping all of the water walking and outdoor walking and um, uh, various programs, Tai Chi, you know, we want to keep all of what already works going and then just have that be, well, what else can we add to this core group of things that really work well? We've mainly been on hold and a lot of that has to do honestly with, with my role at, within the store. Um, you know, had I had the flexibility to try to be creative and do some more virtual challenges, we were kind of already doing that during the winter. We came up with a couple of, um, you know, we did a virtual walking challenge in December and um, we tried to do this bingo challenge, you know, in January and February. Um, so I think I, very well could have kept doing those kind of ideas um, during the pandemic. Um, but uh, the, the grocery store retail area has gone through such unbelievable um, changes with, with COVID and trying to adapt and keep up with uh, consumer demand. My role, basic, I haven't done anything dietitian related in over two months. So um, I have just, it's been all hands on deck, um, trying to make sure that we meet the basic need of feeding the community above some of those other things that we really would have liked to continue to do, but kind of just had to put that on the back burner for right now. Taking me out of the pool, as any of them can tell you, is a bad thing. Um, I seriously think I'm part mermaid and I need to be in the water and I don't have a bathtub in my house. Okay, so what I did is um, I need that exercise purely for my, um, my mental health, just to keep from being depressed. You need to keep moving. A lot of people don't make that correlation and it really is important. So some of the ladies from my water aerobics class, we walked, um, keeping social distance, of course, but there are wonderful trails through Atumwa and we walked and talked. And that alone just, you know, could help you get through the day and get through this crazy period that we are living through. It's, you know, truly unprecedented. I, I never imagined I'd be living through something like this. I'm sure none of you did either, but we are, and we're going to get through it. And I'm going to get back in the pool. Not yet. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but um, uh, I know some of them are opening up. It's just, you know, I'm not ready yet. Um, but I'm, I never wanted to give up the movement. A, a sedentary lifestyle, just staying still. We don't need to stay still. We need to be moving. Um, another thing for community, uh, I thought this was really cool, is one of the ladies in the water aerobics, she likes to sew. She knows I like to sew as well. We started making masks and just donating them. And I know that she's made over five hundred mass. I'm probably down around the 200 range, but we're still doing it. And if not for the um, relationships that we made through Active Atumwa, we, we wouldn't have done that. So I just thought that was so cool that we walked and made mass. Yay!
The Atumwa community really showed up and made sure that Active Atumwa was a successful program. Kind of how the Atumwa community showed up for the researchers throughout the entire process of this. I will say Lou came in during a time when we were having a huge dip in numbers. Like we had recruited all these physical activity leaders, but we had had a transition of field coordinators. So for a while we didn't have a field coordinator. And so there was a dip. We didn't have that Sandy in the community to actually be rallying the physical activity leaders around an issue. So we were starting to see a dip. And then Lou comes out of nowhere. See, one day I just, I think I just received an email from her one day and she was like, I'm so excited. I want to be a part of this. How do I be a part of it? And so we did a very mini like baby training for just to get her off the ground. And then she really like led the way as Sandy was beginning her role as field coordinator to really engage all this new group of physical activity leaders that were coming in. So she showed up at this time that like we were kind of, again, we were seeing a little bit of a lull, not that that would have, you know, been terrible to see a little bit of a lull that happens um, in community engagement, but she really revitalized the program kind of like as like a one person pal, um, which is pretty amazing. And then, and she was so excited about water walking and then the community got really excited about it. And so water walking and Tai Chi, I think are two, some of our biggest success stories as well as the mall walking. Those are probably, I would say our three biggest success stories. Um, and so she kind of came in and led that charge. Cause I, I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. Water is dangerous or it can be dangerous. Who's going to agree to let us go in their pool, but she made it happen. I um, mean, it wouldn't have happened without her. And then I also, Becky Gravy kind of came in at this time when we were like, okay, so who's going to take on this project? So we, you know, the university has to start leaving and Becky Gravy was like, yeah, of course I'll take it on. But it's just kind of like every time we needed some, we needed, we were having a lull or we were like, what are we going to do next? The Tumwa community stepped up and they were there for us, which was, I think, super, a super beautiful thing about this project. Just want, you know, uh, the comment about uh, me being excited and taking on the role. You know, I remember going to that meeting with the community advisory board and not kind of thinking that I was going to get pulled into the cab. Um, not really being prepared uh, for what they were going to ask me to do. And I had to take a second and because your initial reaction when you're asked to do something is, uh, I don't want another role added on top of what I'm already doing. Um, but just uh, that it's a, it was a very established group, thanks to Sandy. And it was a very easy decision to, um, to ask, uh, I guess, my, my uh, stores to support me in doing this uh, because it fits very well with the other things that I'm doing. And, and so, um, yeah, I had that hesitation for sure though, um, because I, I know how much time Sandy's invested and all the others too, but Sandy, of course, I was connected to the most. And, um, you know, I don't want to let her down or let the team down by letting this uh, falter. Um, so I, I feel honored that I was even asked to be part of it. Something that I, I do agree with, with Becky, you felt like many of these were, um, we didn't expect it, we didn't plan it, you know, like Mary calling or walking in or, 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 or Becky um, agreeing to do it, right? But at least at the, you know, my, my last was year in, 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 in Atamwa, we were talking about, you know, what's going to be, right? We, we, we know that this is important. We don't want to we knew that we needed to withdraw sort of in terms of the coordination of the program ourselves 
but it was a lot of work that went into planning and thinking about what we're going to do. And, and it was a strategic thinking among the advisory, advisory committee in terms of like, a, what, what do we pitch, right? Who, who, what organizations could take on this on? So we were doing some work. So I, I, I want to give credit to that in terms of we didn't go to Hyvie directly or knew that Becky was going to be the person, but we sort of were prepared to think, to think that somebody could do this in the community, right? And sort of, and, and so the, the, the window was sort of clean and sort of open. And then, you know, we, we, we saw this happening. Um, and I think it's the same thing with, with um, Mary Lou, right? Maybe she heard one of our movie advertisements, right? We were doing this, this sort of community communication campaign. So she must have heard about Activa Tambo from somewhere, right? And know that she needed to talk to Becky. So because of all the flyers that we were putting out there, right? So it, it, it is natural, and, but we were sort of looking for those opportunities and ready to, to see it and, and go with it and trust that that was going to be right. Um, but I will also say that what Activa Tamba has become in, in the hands of Becky and Hyvee, um, which was my grocery store when I was there, and I still call it Hyvee when I go to my grocery store here now. And then my husband looks at you mean this one, right? It's like, yeah, that, that, you know what I mean? Um, is that um, it, it's beyond what we even planned, right? Like we wanted this to continue because it was successful, but you know, the, the, the whole idea of Javi and having Becky um, and, and doing, continue doing the work and, and taking and making her own and, and incorporating the, the diet piece, which is so important for health too, right? Um, and so those two main behaviors can, can really, you know, help make a big difference in the health of the population. Um, is also beyond what we even thought or planned, right? So I, 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 I'm grateful and for, for that, but also that took a lot of work. And a little, I know that when a lot of work into also making sure that Becky had all the resources and information and all that. So, um, so I guess also in, in part of me, do you say, no, we, we cannot measure that at researchers. I guess I would say a couple of things is that it's true, we want to measure that because we want to tell policymakers is like you need to put this money into the community, right? That that's my only regret is that we cannot necessarily continue sort of monitoring that because it's to demonstrate you need to invest that, you need to keep investing. Is this is not one time thing and then suddenly it's gonna be supported with thin air, right? And also it needs to be a long-term investment. And these things can happen and community can feel uplifted and, and seen and, and heard and they can do this work, right? So that's my regret. Uh, but at, at one point, is we don't need to be measuring this anymore, right? Because it's happening in the in that in that beautiful. But I, the, my only thing is like, I wish we can, you know, how do we tell these stories and how Active Atamba can continue supporting that, you know, the the members of of the the, the the groups and the physical activity are staying together, right? Because that's also was part of part of our goal is, is the mental health, is the, the, the social support, the, the, the strengthening of the networks and the community that also is happening um, in the midst of, you know, these very stressful times with the pandemic. Um, so I just wanted to share that. As far as the replicating, I just, I got so excited when it was Hy-Vee jumping in because, you know, as far as active Iowa, Hy-Vee is everywhere. And, um, one of the things that caught my eye, I know it's kind of crazy, but how I got into Active Atumwa is this color. It's my favorite color. See, I'm wearing it now. That's what caught my eye. That's how the whole thing got started. Isn't that silly? The color. But 
it, it does catch your eye. And in high V, a display, something about act, that will get it started. That's what got it started for me. And then it is simple. I know there's a lot of work and that's why it looks simple because there's a lot of work behind the scenes. But for me, it is simple. It's just friendships and relationships. And if there were people who didn't want to get in the water, they got water issues, fine, then start walking. Um, a couple that was in my water aerobics class, they were, what did they walk? A million miles? And they walked a lot and they started so many groups. They were the most active thing in active. Atumwa was all the walking groups that um, Remy and Betty were doing. It was crazy. It just blew up. That part of it gets simple. And I think having high V, everybody goes grocery shopping. I mean, everybody's going to be there. They're going to see it. I think this program can be replicated throughout Iowa, throughout the country. Barbara makes a really good point and one that bears repeating. Throughout this series, we're looking back on the success of Active Atumwa a bit nostalgically, but it's really important to underscore that a lot of work went into this from all sides. Many of the pieces that seemed to just happen naturally were made possible because of the groundwork that was laid by Sandy, the research team, PALS, and everyone else involved. Often when things look easy, there was a whole lot of behind the scenes work, and I want to make sure the team gets the credit they deserve. And equally importantly, I want to make sure other communities understand that Active Atomo was successful because of the work that went into it. Thank you for joining another episode of Active Atomo, a community on the move. We've had another great conversation as we continue learning about this program. We look forward to sharing more with you in the remaining episodes. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks to the Midwestern Public Health Training Center for production support, the team at the University of Iowa Prevention Research Center for Rural Health, the Atumwa community, and the many guests and contributors we talk with throughout these 10 episodes. See the podcast notes for more information about Active Atumwa and to connect with our team. This podcast is a product of a Health Promotion and Disease Prevention Research Center. Supported by Cooperative Agreement Number U48DP006389 from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The findings and conclusions in this podcast are those of the contributors and do not necessarily represent the official position of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention.